This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. You are listening live to ACIM Gather, a gathering for A Course in Miracles students and teachers. For more shows and information, visit ACIMGather.com. I am your lunch hour's host. Reverend Devin Devine, your conscious spirit coach in Cicerone to experiencing firsthand what is God. For more information about me and what I can do for you, visit openandclear.com. That's O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. different subject and approach. Ultimately, each and every single one of them have the same lesson that God would have you learn. To eventually open up and receive first-hand experience of what is truth, what is love, and what is that which is God. what spirit has in store for us today as we tune in to this spiritual lunch hour broadcasting live from Utah, USA. become very apparent when one comprehends what A Course in Miracles means by understanding it completely or not at all. And when it says something is impossible, it quite literally means it's impossible. And yet people still think that, students still think that when you think of something that's impossible, it could still be happening, or someone could still be doing it. 
And when it's something that's impossible, you can't be doing it. So if there is no actual impossibility of attack, let's say, if attack is impossible to do, then what was happening where I once thought was attack, or maybe someone uses what I would use to define as attack to help someone to find enlightenment, uh, which everything is a lesson God would have that person learn, myself, really, that attack is not actually happening because it's impossible. What? What? Impossible cannot happen. So when someone is attacking, it's your association to it that makes it seem real. And as it does often state that that when you have found forgiveness of that situation, not just specifically that situation, but any situation that remotely looks like that or uses that same word for an example, uh, calling you fat, uh, let's say, uh, if you actually believe yourself to be fat, you would find a, a reason to resent or hold a grievance uh, towards that person and might even react immediately to this, these re resentments that you have that you are fat and that you, you can't do anything about it and you hate that idea. And so you feel like attack is justified because you felt attacked and now you need to attack back. And if someone called you fat and you didn't associate with it, like if I called you a refrigerator, uh, you would have to, your mind quickly looks for some sort of association and saying, well, what do you mean? And if you don't find it, you're often look thinking for, about it for days on end, wondering, hmm, what did that person mean? I'm a refrigerator. Uh, did it, did it mean that I'm cold inside? Uh, did it mean, you know, all these things. And you're like, no, that can't be true because that's not true about me. Uh, so you keep going on. And it's the same thing uh, with the statement of being fat, but you find some association that you believe immediately. So then you all of a sudden have this reaction to uh, they're pretty much they're announcing it to the world and oh how could they say that uh, well you say it to yourself every day in your head it's not like you know we're actually separate and have different thoughts so when you actually forgave this idea of being being something that you're not uh, you then no longer have an association to it being something that it's not. So attack is impossible, right? So it can't be an attack. So if I have a judgment of someone saying something and it seems as if it's an attack, then I have something, a judgment in me that is making it seem that way. Because the same situation that called for war, like an attack does, actually calls for peace and love in the same sense. If I was in right-mindedness, I would see that it called for peace and love and joining and unity, and that it all is an echo of the voice of God. So I wouldn't actually see an, an attack. So this goes on even with uh, some, some sort of teacher that believes through enlightenment they, they can teach by attacking, and I see this happening to somebody else, if I think there is attack going on, I am the one responsible. I am the one holding the grievance. I am the one with the pain, insisting that this is real, that this is actually happening. So if I wanted to do the course, you know, I would take responsibility. I would take responsibility of what I think is happening and, and not just kind of disassociate myself to it, 
being like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter, it doesn't exist, because that's not what the Course really is teaching. What It's attempting to get you to see the actuality of what is occurring. So while you're trying to get out of the world, as I was, and, and we were trying to, you know, oh, I'm, this is all fake, this is all an illusion, let's get out of this place. Uh, and when you actually actually achieve this state and actually get out you no longer you do come back you do come back to what seems like the same place but now you have the insight the actuality of choosing and knowing what you're choosing of how something doesn't exist is impossible and it remains to be impossible and the fact that anything that would be an illusion doesn't need you to somehow disassociate with it or not do anything with it. Uh, it. It says how words are not, you know, necessary and nor do they have value and the thrice removed from truth and the, the fold in which is talking about dimensions of experiencing the actual symbol, what it's symbolizing of the truth and everything. And yet we use words and why do we use words? It's in the same understanding and the same comprehension of everything will remain to be exactly as it is. The only thing that will change is your mind about the world. Yeah, most of us, when we're trying to change our mind about the world, we change our attitudes, we change our beliefs, we change, our, we change you know, how we act, we change everything. Uh, about ourselves until we realize holy crap even before I started the course before I started the course I was still as God created me I was still not a body I was still even before any realization any enlightenment any anything of occurrence or anything I was still in heaven now, heaven here. It's, it's pretty fascinating when you actually realize what the Course is saying, that there is no way of achieving and no way of determining if anyone is doing it right <laughs> or wrong, uh, because there is no such thing. That, in fact, you don't just talk to somebody else and try and tell them uh, what's the good way of doing it or a wrong way of doing it or anything but in fact you talk to yourself because the holy encounter that is actually occurring when you are in full realization and actually have learned what the course is teaching you know this other person that once was another person which is in a situation that might seem to call for war because they're attacking you right is actually yourself and you're talking to yourself creating this experience of joining with the same purpose of achieving the same thing that what is happening is only this presence of love in the occurrence of what the self is manifesting and generating and creating in itself with a purpose that it wrote itself and knowing that each and every word that is being said is fulfilling this purpose and going for that, that there nothing could be out of place or out of season, that it is always in direct order and has always been in accordance with the will of God, God the Almighty, that the, the illusion is not happening. So you want to insist out of habit that there is somehow something that can't be happening that is happening. And so you want to insist that somehow I'm seeing it and I'm, I'm, I'm insisting that it's real and somehow I'm in it and that it's actually occurring. No, no. You dropped it. Go pick it up. Go pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? All you need to do is go pick it up. You dropped it on the ground. 
So it does take some discerning in your mind. While it's not a coincidence that uh, discerning is a, a combination of discourse and learning. Dis-earning. I, you know, I, that's the first time I thought of that. Uh, uh, the, the world is a discourse and you are learning from it. And now you are trying to discern uh, from what is real, what is not, what is right, what is wrong, what is good and what is bad. Instead of uh, realizing what that lesson actually, you know, instead of graduating from that class, you now think that you actually have some sort of need to be in it. So if you believe that these thoughts in your mind that someone could be doing attack or somehow be attacking. I mean, I could call you all the worst possible names in the, in the, you know, I could think of, and I can get personal with you, uh, with you and really, really, uh, give you what seems to be very painful, uh, <laughs> very painful set of words. And uh, you would you would find a reason to believe I am attacking you, and yet nothing has changed. Attack has never happened because it's impossible, and therefore you can't see the truth because you're too busy seeing attack. You're too busy seeing a lie, so you're not enlightened, obviously. Uh, so you're you're not perceiving God. And it quite literally is to get into this place. It is true. I need to step down from enlightenment to help you come into enlightenment. And we can get there together. That's the whole point of the, the situation. I mean, you can't get to heaven alone is, is what it's referring to. And uh, the whole fact that I think somebody else is coming with me is why I am not in heaven. Yeah. And often people describe that that sentence to that you can't get to heaven alone or you won't get to heaven alone. And they actually think that's talking about other people joining you. While it does seem like two or more and there I am is actually an occurrence, uh, it is the communication that's happening even in this moment as there's I and yourself, and it seems as if there's a, a speaker with different experiences, and, and then there's a listener with different experiences and determining, uh, discerning if someone is speaking the truth or not, or it's somehow, oh, does, does this associate with my spirit at all? Am I feeling this? Is this vibrating with my frequencies? And whatever you want to determine it by and how you ever want to see it, uh, and, and if you really want to, you're discerning if you want to see God there or not. You're discerning if you want to see truth there or not. You're discerning, it's not about if there is anything else. It's, it's if you want to see love or not. Do you want to see love or something else? Do you want to see God or something else? It, that's the only thing and the only way it can go. Is The only way you have a free will is in that simple question into yourself. It is God's will or something else. And that's the only choice you have. The only choice you can see. And it involves with everyone, your brother as your savior, your, t your teacher as your friend. You know, what is the experience that is God? Is what the question is. Many of us course students like to think that we're actually in an illusion or a dream and we're getting trying to get out of it and that there's somehow that you can actually be uh, still doing something wrong, like, you know, choosing guilt, an illusion, uh, choosing something that's not real, uh, listening to the ego, you know, actually thinking you're doing something wrong doing something bad. Oh, you fell for the ego. Don't do that. Ooh. No, you can't. 
do something wrong. When you realize what the ego is, you no longer see it as something even speaking to you, but you see it by who made it and see it as what it was generated for and why it is here in the first place. Sure, we take some discerning to try and figure out, oh, which way should I go in this labyrinth of my mind while I still think I am separate from God? But when I do achieve this actual state of realization, of complete understanding of the universe, I remember why the ego is here. I remember why the body seems to exist. I remember why there even is a soul representing me. I remember who I am in the creator of the whole experience of all the universe. And I remember at the actual question in which brought about the entire experience of all the universe, all the dreams of dreams, and all the dimensions of the whole experience. So, how well have you actually discovered this? Are you still discerning what is in the truth? What is the truth? Are you still processing what's right and wrong? Are you still trying to figure out who's got it or who doesn't? Are you trying to figure out if a spiritual person still has to be somehow uh, very good at meditating and being quiet and, and has to talk as if they are somehow coming from some other space? some other mentality that is very spiritual. It's sickening. But, you know, it's... <laughs> sickening. <laughs> okay, Trey Trey. Yeah. Let's not destroy all the cards, okay? You just, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before this knowledge of good and evil was accepted by my mind, and I'm not talking about theory, I'm not talking about somehow, uh, you know, processing. I, the only thing I'm talking about when I'm getting into this knowledge of good and evil that is regurgitating some literary jargon is quite literally using the same words so that it's comprehended uh, as many people like to read this Bible thing uh, that it does talk about and state about this knowledge of good and evil and it seems to be this separate entity uh, this Adam experience that's first born into the physical world uh, even as Michael was the firstborn into the spiritual world. The, when I accepted this knowledge of good and evil, when I, you know, was quite literally this experience of Adam, it was not that I discovered that I was naked uh, and I decided to close myself. Uh, it was the fact that I was not even a body previous to that, and nor did I recognize that until... Uh, the many states in which coming back to full knowledge even as today. So the body was the experience that came about from the knowledge of good and evil. So a way to determine if you are, are doing the course or not correctly, uh, you will be seeing a body. Oh, that's easy. That's easy enough. So if you see a body at all, uh, you have not done the course correctly once. And even though it seems harsh, it seems like, whoa, whoa, dude, whoa, man. Uh, my, and, and often people justify this, even myself, uh, into, uh, well, my body's eyes see bodies, but, but I, I see other things and I see, you know, I, I even went through this whole phase of seeing auras and this whole experience of being in the soul and everything. And even though that comes with the proper perception, it's like what two worlds at once is 
completely possible. However, it is it is not that you are in it at all. You can't be in two worlds at once because you can't be in one at all, ever. Yeah, hi, bud. Okay, but we gotta be quiet. We gotta sit still, okay? So if I think somehow I am identified with this person, whatever this person does, however this person dresses up, does his spirituality, uh, does his practices or anything, what he eats or not or, or anything, then I am insisting that I am physical and I am in the physical world. And therefore I am still dreaming which means I am yet to realize what is actually occurring in this moment. You gotta sit still, okay? Or else you gotta go down. No, no, see? You're bonking your head on the mic. I know, I need to put him up higher, huh? Oh. Okay. Okay. You think that's gonna work? Okay, okay. Here, just a kind of boogie. Okay. Should Daddy go to break? I'll be right back. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting and ACIMGather.com. Find out more at O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. So the body does what a body does. The Devon does what a Devon does. A tray you does what an Atreyu does. 
A dog does what a dog does. Do I recognize the aspect of myself that is beyond Devon, that is beyond dogs? It does not involve or need correction of Devon, correction of dogs, correction of other people, correction of any kind whatsoever, insisting that somehow Devon is not the way, the right way or the Buddhist way or the right course of miracles way or fashion and insisting that love is a specific way about how these things happen instead of realizing beyond these ways, these good and evil, this right or wrong. Love is beyond good and evil. Love is beyond right and wrong. That love sees it all as the same and it all as worthy of itself and holy and perfect, developed and created in its own experience. So there's nothing not loving. There's no thing as an attack because attack is impossible. Uh, only love. There is no thing as war because there is only love. And there is no such thing as disorder or out of harmony or or pretty much anything anything else any other idea uh, including love that while we think we can pick out the negative things and say they don't exist that the positive things of the world also do not exist the actual positive things is just the, the other side of the coin, is just another aspect of that same sense of having knowledge of good and evil. It's the knowledge, the so-called wisdom, uh, that makes it seem as if it is possible to have even a good and a bad. So it's not about getting rid of your negative aspects. It's not about uh, succeeding in having only good attributes of yourself or being a good person. It's not about any of that because that really is only possibly known if I have the ability to discern or judge uh, if it is right or wrong or an attack or loving experience. So if I want to be lost, let's say, all I have to do is make it seem as if there's some, some other way than being found is. So if I'm home already, I have to make it seem as if there is another place other than home. Your eye really itch, bud? Let me see. Do you got something in your eye? Let me... Here, try this. Oh. Hopefully it get, comes out. Uh. Yeah. It's hot, huh? Why is it so hot? It's supposed to be getting, getting cold. It's, a, it's about that time of year. It's hot and it's cold. It changes every day. I think you're really sleepy too. You want to try that? Just lay down. Just cozy up. Yeah. Hmm. So by definition of the world, by doing A Course in Miracles, 
you quite literally are choosing to be insane. I know it seems as if you're going towards sanity, as it does state, in which in reality you are. But because this world is upside down and backwards and we're attempting to insist that we are lost, we will be choosing insanity. And it will seem as if you have multiple personalities for a little while. Because even as what Christ developed this ego idea for was just that. To have a personality outside of itself. <laughs> it's kind of the same reason God developed the Son of God. I know you're tired, just relax, bud. Just lay down. <laughs> oh, okay. Baby. Fussy <laughs> So we seem to have different perspectives, right? We seem to have different belief systems and somehow because we had different experiences. This is true on the level of bodies and the level of the continuity of memory, which is this state of the ego, the fourth dimension and the third dimension. And it is also true in this, this state of what is the spirit world in experiencing this different space, but not separation of what we are as in frequencies and our, our spiritual bodies. Right? Oh, but, but. Even in the spiritual world, we have different roles, even as we have different roles here and different jobs and different characteristics about ourselves. A lot of people think the soul is somehow is our source uh, and is somehow the beginning. However, the Christ consciousness, which is in the same field of being the mind consciousness dimension of what is the ego consciousness and which is usually the what the word being misused is conscious mind. Uh, and then the unconscious mind is this Christ consciousness which knows and actually experiences multitude of lives, multitude of, of areas of perception all at once. And this is the, the creator consciousness in which developed in its first initial idea of this having an, an experience develop the spiritual world and in this spiritual world they also uh, wanted to have every possible option of every possible way of what could be something if it existed and this being the happy dream in the first initial aspect this is the garden in which Adam walked with God uh, this is the whole experience of of what the the intended dream which was agreed with by God uh, until the disassociation from what was God, because we only have three-dimensional focuses at one time, mind, body, and spirit, we moved, we separated our awareness of God. Uh, we, we let that past one go, which was the, the zeroth dimension, the beginning of all existence, so that we can go ahead and uh, adjourn ourselves into this experience of what is bodies. So that story of Adam and Eve and the knowledge of good and evil was the, this actual experience of moving into a whole nother era, a whole nother eon of existence in which most of us realize we are doing now. And this is as we're developing and opening up the seventh seal of our consciousness right now, you can see how we've been developing our intellect over these last 
few decades, and this was is the sixth seal of existence, and now, and and because we're no longer from where you know we people say you know we look at time and we look at the hippies and and oh they had it right because they were loving and all this stuff they were only from the fourth seal of existence moving into the fifth so yes that's right but there really was none that was wrong either so that was even as right now as we're developing and opening up the seventh seal of the continuation of the the uh, plan of purification of this new idea that we have this opening up of what we are as completely knowing and recalling the complete attributes and wholeness of God we will be every characteristic of all the eons of existence and, all, and we will open up that again excuse me I need a drink Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's going off on a tangent, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that guy just does not get it. <laughs> which in this moment, I do not get it. In any moment, as I do seem to experience, and I, uh, this is moment to moment, you can go from right-mindedness to whatever, wrong-mindedness, uh, to right-mindedness again, in, literally in a in split second. And we most often do this. However, most of us don't, aren't aware of our seasons. We're not aware that it's changing. We actually think we are what the effect is. We actually think we're the effect and not the, created, the creator. Uh, we, we think we're the created. And yes, the creator is developing this experience of going through life going through knowing every single life and every possible attribute of life every possible way and and not knowing anything coming to the fullness of knowledge and everywhere in between and finding that completion uh, there and so the development of life and that opening up of the seventh seal is finishing this eon of existence of mind body and spirit uh, from this eon of the Son of God in which we experience this tiny mad idea as if it is real and separate. So we're going into this new eon, another seven seals of existence, uh, another millennium, to experiencing this tiny mad idea as if it is not real. And now we're going to have this experience of all life with the unlimited aspects of ourselves. And this is what A Course in Miracles is about. No longer being a course in, in you know, limitation of coming to the body and being limited. Oh, I have to learn to walk. I have to learn everything and how to communicate. I have to learn because I don't know anything. I'm in a complete empty mind. And this, this was this course of limitation and we accepted this fully purely perfectly and it was beautiful experience and we all had that yearning and we all have that yearning now to take this course in limitlessness this course in in freedom this course in miraculousness this course in miracles and this is going into the whole nether eon of the extension of ourselves this happy dream uh, experience many people get confused when they think uh, somehow death or truth or something will get us out of the dream and while it is true you'll get out of a, an illusionary dream that doesn't exist and never did uh, you also will get into 
you'll get into realizing uh, what is true and does exist. So you're not actually getting out of anything at all. Uh, you're not actually uh, doing anything differently or changing anything about yourselves. You're not. It's not a. It's not a personal growth uh, improvement uh, book or anything. It is quite literally changing your mind about the entire world, the entire thing. You know, thinking that you you actually have to do anything. Uh, the, and that's not referring to your boss. That's not referring to who you are as a person. This person has to do things. This person has to do to survive. This person has to do to live. This person has to do, 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 do. <laughs> I probably have to change a diaper with do, do in it over there. And that still has to happen. This is still doing. But now when I realize who I actually am, I no longer am doing it. No longer am I doing the doing. I pretty much let Devin do his thing, and if it's God doing it through Devin, then great. If it's Devin doing Devin, then great. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not associated with the thing anymore. I'm not the, I'm not the created experience. But in fact, that which I am, the allowance of it to happen is the fulfillment of the original creation, the original idea. This is being fulfillment is also the completion of that idea. So if you are resisting allowing your body, your person to be itself, you are literally resisting coming to God again. I know it seems backwards, doesn't it? Because you might not realize it, but as you are looking at the world upside down and backwards, you are also reading the Course in Miracles upside down and backwards. You still think that your desire to get out that you had before A Course in Miracles should remain while you're doing A Course in Miracles and while you're done with A Course in Miracles, but you, don't, you didn't have that change of mind in which the actual intention is that your choosing to desire to get out is actually your desire to stay in. Because to get out of something, you have to actually believe you're in it. So the change of mind is to realize illusions as illusions, and there is no need to try and get out of something that doesn't exist. And therefore, you are now out. You are now experiencing beyond it. So sure, sure, you want to get out, go ahead, go ahead, do the complete forgiveness process. Get rid of all your grievances, get rid of all your resentments, get rid of all your judgments. I did this and you will die unto yourself even as I did. And you will have that joyous experience. I mean, the joy is that doesn't even justify the amount of joy. I mean, there's just in a phenomenal experience that does not stop but seems to be in a point of time uh, and you will come back in the same uh, in the same reason you chose to be born in the first place and even though you might not be aware of it you do this every single time you go to sleep and uh, you actually uh, no, no, you don't go to a space of darkness. That's where Devin goes. Devin goes to a space of, dar a space of darkness where he ceases to uh, pretty much move. He ceases to uh, allow synapses charging in his brain and he finds a states of relaxation and this uh, allowing this natural breathing to happen and, and so on and so forth. And this, uh, this what is Devin is... Devon is a derivative of the body. He is a continuity of memory. However, what actually is occurring beyond sleep and sleeping dreams, even while sleeping dreams for Devon is a good way to explain the actuality of what the world is and Devon is for me, 
is the same aspects and the same creation uh, phenomena that is what is real when we do leave this physical world and what is not real for what is the physical world when we are in it. So the confusion seems to be, you know, what is real and what is not and, and discerning, uh, dis, the, using the discourse of life to learn what you are and remember who you could be. This discerning, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this discerning. Oh, you know, whatever. Oh, sound check. Okay. Everybody hears me okay? Yeah, sounds like it. I prefer to be in the room twice now so that I can actually hear myself and I don't have to wait for people to write into the room, which often doesn't work. Oh. Let's take a little break. You wake up every morning. You evaluate how you feel. discover if you're emotionally distraught, if your health is not as well as you would like, you perceive your world, it might involve yet it never leaves the same place it perceives you wake up you evaluate how you feel you evaluate what you think you think nothing beyond this moment your life has been a journey your life has been a course miracles you wake up nothing's stopping you today all limits have gone out the window you don't even recall pain. All you feel is love each and every day. All you feel is love for everyone you see. A reflection of the God you found within. reflection things you've thought of to be yourself they come up again today another opportunity to see them as perfect even as God and I single to the glory
God, thank you. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my world. Thank you. My only yearning and desire I still have is to know you, to know your power, to know your truth. I choose to know your will now, if it is your will that I know I choose to experience what you desire for me to experience. And if it is that you do desire for me to be in pain and suffering, then so be it. But if it is true in what you say, that you desire for me to be happy, you desire for me to be at peace, then please, so be it. And I allow it you to enforce it. I choose with, with my free will to know only your will. I choose to surrender to you and allow you in my life and allow you to be the one living, to be the self in which is here. I choose this even as I choose you. Thank you. I feel your love. I feel your wholeness. I feel your truth. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you. Thank you in deeds. Thank you. Thank you in words. Thank you. Thank you in thoughts. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. You have been tuning in to this spiritual lunch hour with me, your host, Reverend Devin Devine. If you'd like more information about me and what I can do for you, please visit openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. Stay tuned to ACIM Gather for additional teachers, students, and those who love A Course in Miracles.